Well, good morning. Thank you to each of you that are here. Welcome. Thank you for those that are joining us online. Welcome. My name is Greg Vaccaro. I'm one of the pastors here. Megan Hammes in the house. Actually, wait a minute. Megan Blue in the house. Sorry. Um, just had to give a shout out to Megan because she always teases me afterwards. Dougie Fresh, you didn't shout out. So now I did. So who of you were here last week, last Sunday? It was an amazing Sunday, right? You can put the slides up. Um, we had water baptisms last week, and I told you about a bold prayer that I was praying for water baptisms. We had four people signed up, and we prayed before service, Lord, if there's people that you move on their hearts today, let them get water baptized today. Um, I'm just going to move this back a little bit, very gingerly. Uh, and you know, we baptized 17 people last week. It was amazing. It was amazing. So that's what water baptism looks like. And and you know what? I know for a lot of us, you may have grown up and and the church you went to, like it baptized babies or or maybe you got sprinkled and not full immersion. And, you know, sometimes when we approach the word of God here at Shiloh, we're a non-denominational church. And what that means is we don't affiliate with a denomination so we can look at what the word of God has to say and try to follow it and not let tradition or culture get in the way right? So for some of us, seeing water baptism, full immersion, you're like, ooh, that's weird. Never, never knew about that. But like when God moves on you and you see the truth of Scripture, what, do, what else are we to do but obey, right? And, and this morning is the same. We're going to be talking about receiving the power of God. And that's another term for receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And some of us, we may have grown up Never knowing anything about this. That's how I grew up. Like I came to it, I understood it, and I was like, that's for me, I want that. And then I, I realized as I grew in my faith that there's other people that don't believe in the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So I don't know where you're coming this morning, if you've never heard about it, if you've heard it's not for today, or, or maybe you believe it and you embrace it. But all I'm asking today is that would you look at the Word of God with me? Ask the Holy Spirit, God, reveal your truth to me. This is not, this should never be a point of division in the body of Christ. This should be, oh my gosh, if this is available for me, I want the power. I need God's power because I recognize daily, especially now as a, as a pastor, why I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. So as we're talking about receiving the power, water baptism, baptism in the Holy Spirit, there's a Greek word for the word baptism and it's called baptizo. And what that means is full immersion. And it's the same for water baptism as well as baptism in the Holy Spirit. So water baptism, we understand. We put a tank in the middle of the sanctuary and, and we make sure, I make sure I get you all under, right, when we're going under the water. So what does it look like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? It's the same thing. It's a full immersion in the Holy Spirit. I know it sounds amazing, doesn't it? Imagine being fully immersed in God's power and in his spirit. So as we get started, I want to remind you of a message I preached on May 1st. It was the last Sunday of our Easter series. And the message title was, Why Jesus Had to Leave. Do you remember that? We were talking about the ascension. And Jesus said, look, it's better for you if I leave. And his disciples are like, what? Like, why would we want you to ever go away, Jesus? Let's just do this for the rest of our life. And Jesus said, no, it's better if I leave because I'm going to send someone. I'm going to send you an advocate. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit who's going to give you power. So this is where we see in what Jesus had to say about the Holy Spirit, Acts 1, 4, 5, and 8. Jesus said, and, and while 
once while he was eating with them, he commanded them, don't leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. So a little bit of context. When is this that Jesus is talking to his disciples? This is right before he ascends to heaven, right? It's the same day. Right after this, boom, there he goes. Save a seat for me, Jesus, like he's up in heaven. And right before he leaves, he's talking to his disciples and he says, don't leave the city. Wait, because my father has a gift that he's promised. What was the gift? In Luke, Jesus told the disciples about the promised Holy Spirit that his father would send. But even we can go back to the book of Joel in the Old Testament, Joel chapter 2, where he said, there's a gift coming. The Holy Spirit's going to be poured out on all flesh. It was prophesied from the Old Testament that this was going to be happening. And Jesus is like, wait in the city. So then he, then he clarified, John baptized with water, but just a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Right? This is Jesus talking. If you've never heard the term, Jesus is telling his disciples, in a few days, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. You know, when we try to live the Christian life, we can't live it on our own. I don't know about you, but I fail miserably many times as I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to love in Jesus' name. And then I get frustrated and I start honking my horn at that slow driver in front of me that's in the left lane, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what just happened, right? But of course, I got to flash my high beams, you know, go around them, hit the brakes, maybe put on the windshield wiper, uh, wash so it hits his windshield, like all those, all those wonderful Christian things that we do, right? Don't tell me you've never done any of that. If you never had, I got a few more tricks up my sleeve, I'll tell you later. Uh, but we can try as hard as we can to live Christian. But you know what? It's not for us to try to live as believers. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's what it's all about. And that's why Jesus said to his disciples, wait, don't, don't try to do anything after I leave until you've been filled with power because otherwise you're just doing it in your own strength and frankly, it's not going to work. So, As we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I think it's important for us to recognize that there's times when we'll sing here on a Sunday, Lord, it's you that fight my battles, right? And and the battle is won in prayer. But we really don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit and how that comes into play in the battle, right? We're all in a battle. We know that. This is so vital for us. I couldn't live without the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. So the question I would have to start off is, so when do we receive the Holy Spirit? And it's very clear in 2 Corinthians, it says it's it's God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He's commissioned us and he's identified us by his own, as his own, by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he promised us. So when we come to him in salvation, when we make him our Lord and Savior, we get Father, Son, and Holy Spirit when we invite him into our lives and we surrender to him. Right, We receive the Holy Spirit of salvation. That's the first installment. The second installment is when we go to heaven. Right, We, we know what's happening when, when we pass from this earth. We're going into heaven. So we receive the Holy Spirit at salvation. And we see this happen for the disciples. When did they receive the Holy Spirit? The same day that Jesus rose from the dead. Remember that day, Sunday morning, Easter Sunday is when we celebrate it. It says early in the morning, Mary Magdalene and some other women went to the tomb. And as they went to the tomb, they saw that the grave was empty and they're freaking out. And then Mary sees a gardener and she's like, tell me where you put my Lord. And Jesus goes, Mary, it's me. 
And she's like, what? Like, oh my gosh. So Mary sees Jesus Sunday morning, goes back and tells the disciples. They run and look. They don't see him. They're not even sure they believe her. But then Sunday night, they're all hiding, afraid of the Pharisees. They're hiding in a, in a room together. And Jesus comes and like they're probably so freaked out. His, his first words are this, peace be with you. I, I mean, my, my family knows when I see, when I'm watching a movie, if it's scary in the least, like I will jump out of the chair when something happens. If Jesus just showed up, I probably would have gone, ah, like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Jesus, you're here. And he goes, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And then he breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they're forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they're not forgiven. So this is the day that Jesus rose from the dead. This is the day that the disciples got saved. Because you can't receive the Holy Spirit without receiving salvation, right? He's breathing on them saying, receive the Holy Spirit. But we just saw, fast forward to the day of his ascension, he's saying, wait in this city until you receive power of the Holy Spirit. So there's something going on here. Like you have salvation, you got water baptism, and now you have this thing called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So let's understand who is the one that baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. You remember last week, it was me that was baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? I don't baptize anyone in the Holy Spirit. Pastor Ed, he can't baptize. Gary, you know, all of us, none of us can baptize in the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus. Because this is what John the Baptist said. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And right after this, Jesus came to John and, and John baptized him in water. We looked at that scripture last week. So it's Jesus. He's the one that does the baptizing in the Holy Spirit. Now, I think sometimes some examples are really, really helpful. So I'm going to give us two examples that we see in the book of Acts. And I want you to notice one thing as we're reading through these examples there's a time of salvation, there's a time of water baptism, there's a time of baptism in the Holy Spirit. They're actually three separate events. And was, I'm just going to use two. There could be many more, but in the interest of time, I'm only going through two. So here's the first one. It's in Acts 8. And it says here, when the, the apostles in Jerusalem heard the, the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. And as soon as they arrived, they prayed for these new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not come upon them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. So we see, why did Peter and John go? Because these people had received God's message. They received the truth of who Jesus Christ is. They were saved. And it says they were not only saved, though, but they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You wouldn't be baptized in them if they weren't saved. We covered that last week. But then there was something else. The disciples laid hands on them. Why? To receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I understand it can be a little confusing. Why do they got to receive the Holy Spirit if they already have the Holy Spirit? Right? And, and sometimes the language here, like there's a lot of different terms we see. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit come. They're actually all the same thing. But it's, it's a little confusing when we, when we read these scriptures sometimes. The next one, the, the next example I think is going to help, help us out there. Example number two in Acts 10. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. 
for they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. So this was an Italian cohort. Thank you. Who's Italian in the house? Anybody? Huh? This was an Italian cohort, and they got it backwards. In every other example in Acts, people got saved, they got water baptized, and they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Leave it up to the Italians. They got saved, they got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then they got baptized in water. Right? I don't know why they did it backwards. It's like, how many times does it take to change a light bulb? You don't have to answer that question. Um, but yeah, so, so the Holy Spirit falls on these Gentiles, not just Jewish believers. They didn't even know. They, they knew Jesus, but they had never been water baptized. But all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit falls on them. They know that if he fell on them because they hear them speaking in other tongues. And then they, they water baptize them. So yeah, that'll help us. Speaking in tongues, it's interesting. What does speaking in tongues really mean? Right? Some of you may be here today. I never heard that term before, Greg. What do you mean speaking in tongues? Isn't that what I'm doing now? I'm speaking in a tongue. It's called English. Yeah, well, speaking in tongues, right? Um, 1 Timothy 5, 23 says that God has given us a body, a soul, and a spirit. We know the body. We know the soul. We know the spirit is what lives. Even when we die, the spirit goes to heaven, Right? God gives our spirits a language. And that language is when we speak in other tongues or we speak in tongues. It's our spirit talking to God. But if we're going to hear it, it's got to come through your mouth. So it's not a language that you understand, but it's a, it's a Holy Spirit language, right? It's kind of the hotline between you and God. Sometimes God will, will, will dis, give you the discernment and, and the interpretation of what it is you're praying. But a lot of times you're just praying in a language you don't even understand. But it's not, it's just your lips speaking it, it's your spirit praying it, right? And that happened here when they laid hands on the Gentiles, then they heard them start to speak with other tongues. That's what was going on. They started to speak in a language, it was their spirit praying to God and coming out their mouth. So why be baptized in the Holy Spirit? This is the good stuff right here. It says in Luke 24, 49, I'll send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. That scripture in Acts 1, Jesus said, wait in the city until power comes. It's the same Greek word, dunamis. And dunamis means that's where we get our word dynamite from. Like, that's power. I need that kind of dynamite power to beat back my sinful nature, to, to help me do what's right for, for all that God has called me to, right? We need that dynamite power in our lives. And Jesus is saying, here, this is what I'm giving you. It's better for you if I leave, because if I don't leave, I can't give you that dynamite. And you're going to need dynamite to fight some of the battles that you're fighting. You're going to need that power in, in your life. It's an amazing gift that he gives us. 1 Corinthians 14.4 tells us that those who speak in an unknown tongue are strengthened personally, right? Every time that I'm feeling down and I'm feeling like, man, I'm just out of gas spiritually. You know what I do? I start to speak in tongues just by myself. I don't don't need to do it in front of anybody. I speak in tongues and it builds my spirit up. It charges me up, right? It edifies me. Romans 8, 20, 26 says, when we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit prays. Have you ever had a time where like something happens and you're like, God, I don't even know how to pray. I just start to pray in, in tongues. I just pray in the prayer language that God gave me and I pray that to him and I believe my spirit to God. He knows what's happening. There's times when I feel as a pastor that, oh my gosh, I can't hear another story. I can't bear another weight. Like 
There's just too much going on. God, it's crushing. And I pray in the spirit. And I say, Lord, I lift these things to you and just let my spirit pray because the spirit knows how to pray. Sometimes I don't even know how to pray. Now, as I mentioned, some of us have walked in today. This is all new to you. Some of you may be here. Well, Greg, I'm not convinced. I was taught something different when, when I was young. All right, that's why we're looking at what the word of God has to say. So I'll ask you this question. Is the baptism in the Holy Spirit for today? I believe it is. And I believe this is where I find it in scripture. It's Acts 2, 38 and 39. Peter replies to them. Remember, this is Peter who denied Jesus three times. He's been filled with the Holy Spirit. And now this, this very tentative disciple is boldly preaching to thousands, right? You see a little bit of a transformation there in who Peter is, right? So he's preaching to all of the, the people in Jerusalem. And he says, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, your children, and for those who are far away to all who have been called by the, our, the Lord our God. So this is the verse that references that Old Testament prophet Joel, where he said, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons will prophesy, your daughters will dream dreams. And, and like Joel was prophesying what's happening right now at Pentecost and what, what Peter is saying, it's not just for you, it's for your children, to those who are far off. Right? That's us. That's me and you. We're the children. We're the ones afar off. Right? So the baptism in the Holy Spirit, it is for today. That's a question that I often hear. Now, there's another question that comes up, an area of confusion I'd like to try to clarify. Right? When we talk about uh, a spirit language or our, our speaking in tongues, we find in another place in 1 Corinthians, it talks about gifts of the Holy Spirit. These are ministerial gifts for the body of Christ. And it says that, okay, for, for the gift of prophecy, for the gift of healing, for the gift of, of discernment, for the gift of miracles, the Spirit gives to each one just as he will. Right? And I've heard people say, well, okay, speaking in tongues is mentioned as one of those gifts, so maybe the Holy Spirit just doesn't have that as one of my gifts. And you know what? That may be true. But there's a difference. So let's look for a minute at 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. 1 Corinthians 12, 7, what I highlighted there in yellow, the spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. This is for the body of Christ. This is when we come together in an assembly. These are the gifts that God has put within each of us to minister to the whole church, right? Now, 1 Corinthians 14 says, let love be your highest goal. And I think Paul was telling the Corinthians that because sometimes there's division over, hey, how come you got that gift and I don't have that gift? And, and we start to go sour right around the gifts. And God never intended for that. He's like, no, let love be your highest goal. And then it talks about speaking in tongues. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. That's what I just mentioned. But when you're in an assembly, it's much better to prophesy because if someone speaks in tongues, you and I don't have any idea what they're saying unless a person would interpret. Right? So, so I told you that I speak in tongues. I was baptized in the Spirit when I was 11. I've been speaking in tongues for a lot of years now. There was a Sunday, I don't know, maybe a year ago or so, when, when Ed came up to me at the end of service. And, you know, as, as often we do, if we feel like either one of us have a word, we'll share it with one another first as a way to, to check it before we come to the pulpit. And Ed goes, Greg, I think God has given me a message in tongues. I just wanted to see, do you have the interpretation? And I'm like, Ed, that is so weird because I just felt like God was speaking a word to me. 
And it must be the interpretation of what you're going to say. So yes, come up. And, and Ed gave a message in tongues, and God had given me an interpretation to that message in tongues. Now, God has never asked me to speak in front of the congregation in tongues. Because, you know, I don't believe I have the gift of speaking in tongues that is going to minister to all of you alongside an interpretation. But I do have the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and I do speak in tongues. So one is the gift for the public assembly, and one is your personal prayer language, right? And and I see in Scripture a separation between the two. So how do I receive this power? We receive the Holy Spirit at salvation. We've covered that, right? But now if I'm going to come, just like we got saved, and then there's a decision we needed to make. For some of us, we made it last week. I'm going to be water baptized, right? Some of you didn't plan on coming and being water baptized, but what happened? Boom, 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 boom. Like you felt that conviction of the Holy Spirit, and you're like, today's my day. I got to be water baptized. So we receive the Holy Spirit at salvation. We release the Holy Spirit in power when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's for everyone. And how do we do it? Very similar to what we see in Acts, where Peter and John what they do, they just laid hands on the people and, and they received the Holy Spirit and, and some of them, or all of them actually in Acts started to speak in tongues. Now, my personal testimony is this. There's been a lot of hang up over, okay, can you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and do you have to speak in tongues? And you know, it's kind of like when I asked last week, do I have to be water baptized to get into heaven? And, and I'm like, seriously, is that, the, is that where you're going to go with the question like, do I have to? No, you don't have to speak in tongues. Right? If you ask for bread, God's word says that he's a good father. An earthly father knows how to give you bread. God's going to give you bread. You ask to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. God's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. We see in Acts, every time that happened, they spoke in tongues. I know a lot of people today that have been prayed to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and they don't speak in tongues. So why is that? You know, frankly, I think it's just us getting in the way of us. It's, it's us getting in the way of the Holy Spirit working through us. So, so my experience is this. When I was 11... I went to a prayer meeting, this older sister, I called her my grandmother in the faith. I said, look, I want to be baptized in the spirit. Would you pray for me? And she prays for me, a wonderful prayer. And I'm like so intent on on speaking in tongues. I never spoke in tongues. It's like, you know what? My eyes were on the wrong thing. Don't come to be baptized in the spirit today with the goal of speaking in tongues. Just come to be baptized in the spirit with the goal of receiving power, right? That's why we come. We want his power. And it's him that gives us this this presence of speaking in tongues. But I didn't speak in tongues that day. So the next week, I asked her to pray for me again. Nothing happened. I went home, and I kind of practiced. I I would sit up. I would kneel in my bed, literally. I would kneel in my bed. I'd wait till no one was home. And I'd raise my hands and just say, Father, let me speak in tongues. And I'd go, uh, and nothing would happen. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm a failure, right? The third time, I asked her to pray for me. Nothing happens. And this was my birthday. That's how I remember the day. I got home that night. I went to bed. And I remember praying as I'm laying in my bed. You may have heard this story. And I say, Lord, I don't know why I'm not speaking in tongues. You say to earnestly desire speaking in tongues. That's in his word. So I've desired it. It hasn't happened. God, I I give it to you. Lord, I just want to serve you for my life. I roll over. And I start to speak in tongues. It was the most amazing day of my life, right? And, and like it's God that chooses to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. We come and we, we ask him. We get prayed for. But it's, he's the baptizer. So now I'm going to give you my mom's story. My, my mom, you know, had eight kids. 
Um, in one year, she saw all of our kids not only get saved, but all of us get filled with the Holy Spirit and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So she's the mom, and she can't, she doesn't speak in tongues, but all of us, you know, we get together and pray, we're all blah, 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 blah. And my mom is just, thank you, Jesus, praise you, Jesus. Like, she doesn't speak in tongues. So she went to the Lord with that, God, why? And here's what God showed her. Remember the day that you were prayed over, Marion? Like, when she got prayed over, she heard some syllables in her head and thought, that can't be it. And so many of us will second-guess the move of the Holy Spirit. She's like, that can't be it, and she did nothing with it. And the Lord said, go back to that. And she still, like, had those syllables. They were still there, like, a year later. So she started to just repeat those phrases that she heard in her head. She started to repeat them out loud. And as she did over time, like it grew into a language. So some of us, like you might only get a word or two. It's weird. I don't, I don't have a way to explain it. Some of you, you may pray in a, in a language. Like there's a lot of syllables and a lot of sounds. Some of you, you know what? You're just going to receive the power and maybe you won't speak today, right? Still earnestly desire but, but that's up to God. We don't, we, don't take, we, don't, uh, we don't tell him what to do. He does what he wants to do. So picture's worth a thousand words. I got a little demonstration for you today. I got a glass. Can you guess what's in here? It's milk. Yup. It's cold because I'm going to drink this. <laughs> I'm not drinking warm milk, people. That's gross, right? That's gross. So this is us. We're the milk. We get saved. We receive Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm calling this the Holy Spirit, right? We've received Him at salvation. See that? We receive the Holy Spirit at salvation. He's there. He just, we haven't been fully immersed in Him yet. He's just at the bottom, right? We got Him, but we don't have His power yet. When we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, I mean, this isn't a perfect example, but it's the closest I can get. When we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, It's like the Holy Spirit fully immerses us. It's fully immersed in who we are, and it changes who we are. Like if I had drank it before, it would just taste like milk, right? But now guess what? Mm. Oh, it's good. You you want this. (laughs) You want this. So that's what we do. When we come to to the altar today, I'm going to invite you in a minute. We come not to receive a prayer language. We come to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit and power. This is what Jesus told his disciples. Like, don't do anything. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Wait in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. And then we see example after example in Acts where they did this. Right? It's, it's powerful. It's monumental. Like, if you read the Shiloh News this, this week, I said, hey, do you ever feel powerless? Because there's times, I know when Meg and I were raising our kids, we're like, we don't know what to do right now. We're going to pray in the Holy Spirit. Ask God, would you show us? Right? There's times when I'm faced with, with this situation, that situation. I don't know how to pray. I pray in the Spirit. So this is what God says about how he answers prayers. So I tell you, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you'll find. Keep on knocking And the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask for him? Right? God will give us the Holy Spirit. We just need to ask. 
That's what we need to do. But it's not just an ask, right? There's a keep on asking. It's not just a seek. It's a keep on seeking. It's not just a knock. Keep on knocking. What I found in my own life was there was a day that I got prayed for, but I kept on seeking. I kept on asking. I kept on knocking. That's biblical. That's what we see in God's word, how we persist in prayer. So now, just like we spoke last week, and I mentioned to you, hey, don't let pride get in the way. Don't let, oh, I don't want to go up there. It's uncomfortable, blah, 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 blah. You know what? This is between you and the Lord. We're going to stand in a moment, and I'm going to invite anyone that wants to be prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're just going to pray in faith, believing, knowing that God answers his prayer, that if we ask him for a gift, he's going to give it to us. He's not going to say, nope, not you. We ask him, he's going to give it to us. So would you stand with me now? You know, the, the enemy comes to rob, to kill, and to destroy. And I know for some of you, there's a battle going on. Like, is it true? Do I believe what Greg said? Oh, you know what? He shared a lot of scripture. Some of those scriptures I haven't read before. You know, this is between you and the Lord. I, I desire for you to, to receive the power of the Holy Spirit because I know what a difference it's going to make in your life. We see in Acts that it wasn't just a one-time event. Frankly, we see in Acts that they were continually filled with the Holy Spirit. So, so maybe you just need a refilling today. That's okay. It's all right to come and say, God, I need you to refill me with your power. I need you to stir me up all over again, right? That's biblical to do that. But if you've never, if you've never had that time, just like I mentioned in salvation, like you would know if you were married because you had a wedding day, you would know if you were baptized in the Holy Spirit because there's a day you asked for it. There's a day where you said, I want to be prayed for. And all through Acts, what they do, they just simply prayed in faith, believing, and we know that God answers that prayer. So I'm going to pray a short prayer, and then I'm going to invite you forward. If you want to be prayed for, we got, I got a prayer team all lined up. Just come and line around the altar as we close the service. Uh, and then we're going to pray for you after the service ends, right? So we're not going to extend the service. Next door at the Life Center, they, uh, the upstairs air conditioning is not working. So if you've got kids, they might be melting right now. So you want to go pick up your kids. But if you're coming down for a prayer, they'll wait. Don't worry. Um, growth track is happening after service. It might be a little delayed because we're going to pray with whoever wants to be prayed for today. So let's just pray. And as I pray, if God starts to move on your heart, you want to you wanna be prayed for, just come and stand in front of the altar as I, as I close in prayer. So, dear God, I I know that you're here in might and in power. Lord, I have asked you in faith, believing, Lord, that there are those today, God, that are going to take this step of faith, just like many last week got water baptized, Lord. This is a truth in your word that we need your power. We should not not do anything until we're clothed with power from on high. So, God, I ask you today, Lord, if if you're here and you want to come forward, now's the time. Lord, I ask you to put it on people's hearts. They need to be baptized in your Holy Spirit. They need to be prayed for to receive that. God, I I ask that they come forward now. And I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. And and Lord, I pray for each one here, God, that you would bless them. You'd minister life to them. Lord, I thank you for your love that covers us all. God, this is not ever to be a a point of of contention in in the body. But Lord, it's a truth that I see in your spirit. So we come to you out of obedience today, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving in our midst. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you want to be prayed for, come up now. 
Otherwise, the service is dismissed. Thank you so much for joining us online. God bless you all. Have a great week.